So today we start switching to learning the daf of the day instead of the daf before the day, as some people have requested. So we'll uh, work on the daf of today, which is Choftes and Psochim. And we've spoken a number of times of the importance in learning of being able to get better and better at nuance, at noticing fine differences between things. And as we spoke on the, um, the Thursday night year, the importance of, of being mechalek, the importance of being able, that's what bino is. Bino is to be able to get better and better at noticing differences. So today we've got a very fine, an example of a very fine difference. Um, and we'll, in so doing, we'll also understand the, through the lens of the Torah, the idea of futures. That you can buy a future value. You can buy something that has no value today, but will have value. So what would be examples of that? <coughs> An example of that is you buy um, a, a share for delivery in the future. You buy a stock for delivery in the future. Or you buy uh, the, the rights to any commodity to be delivered at a future. At, you fix the price now, but the delivery will be sometime in the future. And that's an instrument which is used all the time. Or even a bond. You buy a, a shtar choiv, you buy a, a debt which will become, which will mature in, a, in the future, in five years or one year or ten years or whatever it is. You, that's, that's what bonds are. So we, we deal in futures all the time. The, the modern economy is, is dependent on being able to buy and sell futures. So we'll get a bit of an insight into that, how the, how the Gemara really works with, with such an idea. Um, the, the Gemara that we're working with, there, there are multiple machlokas and layer upon layer upon layer. It's, it's quite complex, this piece of Gemara. So firstly, we've got the machlokas, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi Aglili, about whether Chometz is, when Chometz is also Bahanoah. What about Chometz before Pesach and after Pesach? What about Chometz on, on Pesach itself? Um, the, um, so that's the one machlokas. Then we have three other machlokas that are imposed on a understanding of Brisa, where the Brisa says, So what is the question here? A person eats chomets that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. So you're eating chomets, that's a serious thing altogether. That, no way around that. The question is me'ila. If you consume something that belongs to the Beis Hamikdash, then that's an isu me'ila. Isu me'ila means you've got to pay it back to the Beis Hamikdash plus 20%, plus you've got to bring a korban me'ila. Those are the things that one has to do if one, uh, if one, take, if one consumes something that belongs to hektish. What happens if you consume chomets? Now, the din of chomets for the Beis Hamikdash is different from our din of chomets. We are over Baal Yeroim, Baal Yimotze, if we keep chomets over Pesach. The Beis Hamikdash, you're not. The Beis Hamikdash isn't over. It's only our own chomets. And therefore, there's no chiv biur. You don't have to destroy the, the chomets of the Beis Hamikdash. They can put it away. And after Pesach, they can sell it. So one can buy chomets, not, you don't, not only from a goy right after Pesach, you can buy chomets from the Beis Hamikdash itself right after Pesach. So now what happens if you ate chomets during Pesach that belongs to the Beis Hamikdash? Have you done the, the Beis Hamikdash out of money? What's the question? The question is, right now, it's not worth anything. It will be worth something later on. When the Torah imposes an Isra Hanor on an object, it removes all value from that object. If, the, if you can't have any benefit from it, 
that's a mechanism the Torah uses to remove value from an object. The object is intact, but it has no value. That's an Isur Hano. So in the case of Chomets on, uh, in, in, for Hektesh in the, in, in, uh, in the middle of Pesach, so it has no current value because it, 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 it's an Isur Hano, but it has future value. It will be valued one, at, valuable at one point. So the, the one, one day in the Brayse is Mo'al, you're over Me'ila, V'yeshimrim lo'y Mo'al. And some say you're not Mo'al. And the Gemara brings three different machlokas on which this depends. The one is about whether Kimle Midrabi Minei applies to an Isukores, which we won't deal with. The other is, is what, whether we can be Poedim Kodshim Lachilas Kelev. If there's an animal of Kodshim which got a mum, but this animal is a trefo, and therefore it's only fit for animal feed. Can you be Poede the, the animal for animal feed? Another machlokas which we're not going to go into in the, in the 10 minutes we've got left to talk. And then, but the third one we will. The third one is whether a dovar hagorim lemomen is kemomen dami This is an issue in Chush and Mishpat. If something has no value but will become valuable, is it considered ma- monetary value or not? So this is getting into the area of futures. And what's the nafkimina? Nafkimina is by nizikin. We paskin that it's that it's not kemomen. So what what will be the din? If I, if you have a futures document, if you have a bond that will become payable in 10 years' time, and I destroy the bond, is the, if we consider that a dovar agorim moment, which we'll discuss, then I would be potter. I wouldn't have to pay you anything. doesn't mean that it's a good thing to do. It's like a chiyav bidei shamayim also, like Roma, but, but it's a dovar agorim moment, and it's not moment itself. It's something which will trigger value in the future, that has no value in the present. And therefore, if I'm mazik, that object, I'm mazik a dovar hagorim lemomen and not momen itself. And now the question is, what about chomets? What about chomets on Pesach, particularly of the Beis Amikdash? If it's my own chomets, it will never have value because it's also bahano even after Pesach. But if it's chomets that belongs to the Beis Amikdash, then after Pesach it will have value. Is that, is that the din of the future? So the Ksesach Hoshin brings in, in Simon Shin Peivolf, the Ktsoy brings from, from here, brings a proof that if, for example, a slightly different case, if I destroy your Chomets Nuksha, Chomets Nuksha is Chomets, which isn't really edible, but it's Chomets. So, for example, it's Chomets in cosmetics. And I destroy your cosmetics during Pesach. Am I chayev or not? Because Nuksha you don't have to sell or burn either. Nuksha you can keep over Pesach and you can use it after Pesach. You just can't use it on Pesach. So chomets in cosmetics, if it's proper chomets in cosmetics, you just put it away. Now I destroy your cosmetics, and now after Pesach, you've lost your cosmetics. But is that, isn't that a dovar agorim the moment? The Ktsoy proves from this Gemara that, that, is, that just as me'ila, you're, you're not over me'ila uh, if you take chomets during Pesach, even though it's going to be valuable afterwards, so too here, even though the nuksha will have value after Pesach, since it doesn't have value now, at the time that you damage it, it's considered a dovar hagorim lamoman. Most of the, uh, m- many, many achronim understand the ktsesachosh and understand that he's extending the principle of dovar hagorim lamoman, lav kamoman dami, that it's not something which will trigger value in the future, but doesn't have current value, that the ktsesachosh is extending that to all things that don't have current value, but will have value in the future. But if one understands a piece of Rav Shimon Shkop, then one sees it's not quite so. Although Rav Shimon Shkop doesn't refer to the Ktsoy Sachoshin, but, but, but clearly that, he, that's the way he understands the Ktsoy Sachoshin. Rav Shimon Shkop used to say that everybody has to have an, an Achron who teach, who's their Rebbe, 
who teaches them a method of learning. Uh, my cousin, the Rosh Hashiva of, of, of Gateshead, Rav Ram Guvitz, used to tell me that his Rebbe, when he was young, was the Minchas Chinuch. He learned how to learn from the Minchas Chinuch. He knew it from beginning to end. He learned it deeply, and that taught him how to learn. Uh, Rav Shimon Shkop used to say that the Ktsos HaChoshim was his Rebbe. The Ktsos HaChoshim taught him how to think and how to learn. My Rosh Yeshiva used to say Rav Shimon Shkop was his Rebbe. Uh, he was a Talmud of Rav Shimon Shkop, and the Shari Yosher was his method. That's how he learned how to, how to learn. So in the Shari Yosher, Rav Shimon Shkop makes an interesting distinction. Here we get into this refinement of discernment that one needs in, in the learning of Torah. And Rav Shimon Shkop says there is a difference between something that has zero value now, but will trigger value in the future, and something that has a kernel of value now, but it is not marketable. That's different. So let's look at the two differences. He says, this case of hektish, I eat chomets that belongs to the Beis Hamikdash in Cholamoid, during Yom Tif. So I've eaten chomets seriously. What about me'ila? So we say, according to the man Omer that dovar agorim l'mamon lav k'mamon dami, that something that will trigger value but has no value now is not considered valuable. That's how we paskin. In that case, we say there's no, there's no me'ila. Says Rav Shimon Shkop, that's because it has no value at the moment at all. What can you do with this chometz? What could the Beis HaMikdash do with the chometz? You can't be poide to sell to a goy. You can't sell it to a Jew. It has no value to a Jew because the Jew can do nothing with it. He can't sell it, he can't eat it, he can't give it to his animals, he can do nothing with it. So right now it has zero value. It is not marketable. After Pesach, there's a new halacha. Now it's, because it belongs to the Beis HaMikdash, it now has value. That's new value it's given. It's not a resuscitation of its own value. It went through a total disruption of its value. It had no value and now it has value again. That's the classical case of Dovar Agorim Lamomen, Love Kamomen Dami. And therefore, Reb Shimon would say, although he doesn't reference it in the Ktsos HaChoshin's case, the same would apply with Nuksha, with the cosmetics, that I, that I damage your cosmetics. So that's something you'd, it has no value at the moment. There's an Israel law at the moment, but you don't have Baal Baal so you don't have to burn it. After Pesach, it has value again. Same thing, right now it has no value. You can't do anything with it. Um, maybe because you can sell it to a go, we can, we can think about that. But, says Reb Shimon Shkop, if you take something, this comes to the idea of the futures. If you, let's say you take a bond. So I have a document that says that the, the, the Israel bonds, the government of Israel will pay me uh, $1,000 in 10 years' time. Right now, what is that worth? It's really not worth anything inherently. But, says Reb Shimon Shkop, it is marketable. Somebody will buy that from me. Since somebody will buy it from me, it has the kernel of value now. People are buying its potential value. That's different from an Isur Hano. An Isur Hano has no current, no poten- no current value at all. Whereas a, a future has the kernel of current value, which in the market has a certain value which you can buy and sell. And therefore that's not Dover Hagorem the Momen. That is Momen Marash. So according to Reb Shimon Shkop, a futures document or a bond that is moment, that is money, that is currency, even though you don't actually own anything now, you're going to own it in the future, it's just a piece of paper now. But that paper is a kernel, a potential value, which has value in the market. And Isur Hano is different altogether. And Isur Hano has no, even in Isur Hano that belongs to the Beis Hamikdash, and after Pesach it will have value again, 
on Pesach, there's nothing you can do with it. It has no marketable value. And that's a Dover Hagorim Lamam. And that's different from, uh, from the case of the futures. We just see there how finely we have to be mechalic to be able to understand the fineness of things and not to classify everything into these big buckets and, and become quite uh, almost coarse in the way we discern. In, in learning, as we get better and better in learning, we get a finer and finer and finer ability to notice that things that look the same are not quite the same. As I said on Thursday night, an artistic person looks at the, the world outside and sees all the green, and I say to you, what color is nature out there? And you say green. And he says, what do you mean green? There are 50, 60, 70 different greens I can show you here. They're not green. They're all different. That's when a Talmud Chochem looks at Matthias. He sees difference where other people see the sameness. To be able to see difference between people, difference between opinions, difference between ideas that sound the same, look the same, but when you apply the mind of Torah to it, it isn't. A Dover Agorim Lamomen is very specific. It's very specific. It's that case of, of Hektish is the primary case. Other things that look like a Dover Agorim Lamomen, says Rabbi Shimon is actual moment. It actually is valuable. It has money and can't be put into that same category as a Dover Agorim Lamomen. Thank <laughs> you.